Welcome to Epignosis, the teaching ministry of Chris Morgan. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. I will be speaking on a topic I have entitled Repentance or Salvation. It's a common mistake I have observed in recent times that certain people take repentance as salvation. People have come to believe that repentance is salvation. This is a dangerous error, an error that belittles the awesome work of salvation done and perfected by our Lord Jesus Christ. There has been a lot of complaints in recent times about coldness in the body of Christ. There are so many churches, yet our nations are engulfed in unrighteousness and the problems that come along with it. We have been puzzled how so many churches and church programs do not seem to have any positive impact in our community and the nation at large. When we study the scriptures, we find that the early Christians Though they had their fair share of mistakes too, but they very quickly made serious impact in their environment. Acts 17, 6 says they turned the world upside down. They rocked the boat in the then known world so much that it became a force to be reckoned with. Their passion was quite evident. They didn't mind going against government and authorities being thrown into jail, tortured, castigated, and they were not afraid to die. Simply put, they were like crazy people. This is quite unlike the Christian of today. Oh, today long life and prosperity is our greatest desire. The Christian today, the very thought of dying frightens them. I hear and read so many write-ups today about righteousness and holiness, but very little about exploits, suffering for the cause of the gospel, and the willingness to die if need be. Rather, the Christian today is so concerned about what people think, window dressing, the appearance of evil, or how they appear to the world. Appearance of evil is the main concern nowadays, rather than evil itself. There appears to be a strong desire by today's Christian to be seen by the world as good. However, if they call Jesus demon-possessed in his day, I shouldn't be surprised if they call me worse. In fact, Christ himself said, Woe! unto you if all men speak well of you. Today, Christians rather want to be politically correct and generic with the ideals of larger society. Our ambitions are quite similar to everybody else's and even when you see efforts to do outreach, in many cases it is based on selfish reasons like vainglory. I do not believe that the people of the early church were special, but I believe that there are reasons that their profession of Christianity 
seems to have been better than those of today's. Today's Christian seems to lack power. I am not blaming the Christian today in any way because people can only be what they are given and what they have been exposed to. I believe the problem comes from the fundamentals of what makes us Christians in the first place. How does a Christian come about? Or how did our Christianity come about? Are we saved because we repented? Let's look at repentance. Repentance means to change your mind. Now man is a spirit. He has a soul which contains a mind. And he lives in a body. Repentance is only a mental thing, therefore has no fundamental effect on the spirit of a man. A man who repents can repent again tomorrow, making 180 turn back to where he was coming from. Repentance has been so linked with sin and lifestyle that people automatically think they naturally go together. Repentance has nothing to do with sin. Repentance is not only for sinners. If it is, then we are all saying God himself is a sinner because God was recorded several times in the scripture to have repented or changed his mind. One time was when he wanted to destroy Israel and Moses persuaded him not to. The Bible says, and the Lord repented. Now yesterday I was traveling somewhere when I repented and didn't travel again. The idea that repentance is salvation is a fraud and whoever says they are saved just because they repented is most likely not saved. Salvation is about a spiritual rebirth, not repentance or renewal. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says anyone in Christ is a new creature. Spiritual birth is a replacement, not repairs. If anyone says they are Christians based on repentance, then they are merely religious, which is the source of the problems we have today. Your behavior doesn't determine who you are. For you to be anything, you must be born that way. I can decide to wear a dress, paint my face, and behave like a woman. It doesn't make me one. I can go and sleep in a car garage, make noises like a car, but it doesn't make me a car. I can behave like a child of God. It doesn't make me one. To be a child of God, you must be born of God. My late earthly father and I didn't agree on many things. I have kids, and sometimes they do things that I don't like. I may discipline them, but it doesn't mean they are no longer my kids because they didn't do what I wanted them to do. Being a child of God is not mere behavior or declarations. It's a fact. A true son of God knows it, and like every child, knows his father loves him unconditionally. Therefore, he's not afraid of anything, not even death. It's those who are not so sure that are careful about everything. 
Let's think about this. How can someone, how can someone who is not sure about what he has tell others when they themselves are not sure? I pity them. I feel sorry for people who see heaven as a hope and a thing in the future. Such a person can never be confident about what he is or she is saying because they are still hoping. No wonder people don't reach out anymore. They are not sure. Scriptures declare that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ. Salvation is spiritual, immediate, eternal, and requires spiritual rebirth, not mere repentance. The power that brings salvation is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am particular about the gospel I am referring to because these days there are many gospels. Gospel of sin, gospel of hell, and ETC. In the book of Romans chapter 1 verse 16, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jews and also to the Greeks. If the gospel is the power of God unto salvation, then within the gospel there is power to bring about spiritual rebirth. Without the gospel, there is no such power, which is salvation. It is therefore important to get the gospel of Jesus Christ right to access the power of God that brings salvation. But then, what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? Better still, what is gospel in the first place? I understand that gospel means news that is almost too good to be true. That is, news that is so good that you can hardly believe it. That's the meaning of gospel. In other words, unbelievably good news. I remember hearing this type of news a few years ago. I got so excited after hearing it that I began to dance without even knowing that my feet were moving. Someone had to call my attention before I realized that I was dancing. That is the kind of news that the gospel is. News that is so good that it affects you. This is what the gospel of Jesus Christ does to you when you hear it. It initially had to believe because it sounds too good to be true. Then, when you finally believe it, it brings great joy of liberation. Anything you hear in the name of the gospel that doesn't have this effect on you is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whoever brought it to you is not working for Christ, so do not listen. Again, the book of 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. The gospel is power. The gospel doesn't sound reasonable when you first hear it. In fact, it sounds very foolish. It resembles things that only a fool can believe. The book of Isaiah 53 1 says, Who hath believed our report, and unto whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? As this scripture says, the gospel takes revelation to believe. You won't believe it unless God himself enables you. 
Because the gospel is not a carnal thing that can be reasoned out. Now let me declare what the gospel of Jesus Christ is. Number one. John 1 29, the second part says, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. The gospel says that Christ came to take away sin from the world. Not some people, not Jews, not for those with faith, but from the whole world. Number two, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Now because he has taken away the sin of the world, and I mean the whole world, he offers eternal life to those who receive him as Lord. Forgiveness of sin doesn't give eternal life. It merely makes a way for it. Number three. John 15:16 says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. The fact that you believe the gospel in the first place means that you were chosen. It had nothing to do with you being good because you were separated before you were even born. That is in Ephesians 1, 4 and 5. Now number 4. Romans 8, 28 to 39, which is a little too long, but it simply says that if you were called before you were born, then no power in heaven and on earth can change it, not even you. These four points are what the gospel of Jesus Christ contains. Let us talk about what the gospel of Jesus Christ is not. Number one, the gospel is not threats. Repent or go to hell is not the gospel. Number two, the gospel is not a reminder of your sins. Anyone who comes to remind you of your sins does not work for Christ. Because Christ never did it when he was with us on earth. Number three, the gospel is not give and take. It's not a deal. It simply presents the love of God. All you need to do is to receive it and God handles the rest. Number four, the gospel doesn't say salvation is difficult. I once read someone say that making heaven is difficult. But I also read Christ say in Matthew 11.30, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Which should you believe? Isn't it better to believe what Jesus Christ says? I trust that this will reach those who it is meant for and make maximum impact in their lives. The only thing that will bring true change in our lives and in Christendom is the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Let us abandon these tales of woe and the use of threats and the use of fear to control people and to keep them obedient to our faith. But let us present the gospel and let the power of God do the rest. Thank you for listening. Hope you were blessed by these teachings. For inquiry, support and contributions, kindly send us an email on 
epignosis721 at gmail.com. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 234 We would love to hear from you. God bless you.